Welcome back. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Dat Law Podcast, where we engage in intersectional creative conversations and things that should simply be that law. That law. I'm your co-host, Lauren Lawrence. <laughs> and I'm Caitlin Lawrence. And how are you feeling? Like, I'm really excited to be here. Things are different, as y'all can see. It's very different, very new. Like, I'm smiling. Like, my because it's just too good like mm-hmm. i just feel blessed to be here finally in the space that we've honestly dreamt about like, dreamt about we got headphones on we ain't never had <laughs> <laughs> we can hear ourselves in the headphones we can hear ourselves <laughs> before we could even hear the, hear the sound but i think the cool thing about that though is that we're really showing the progress that goes into like these creative productions because we started in your bedroom honestly then we got to covid <laughs> COVID, of the Something Studios, which was still a great st- great space. Yeah. And now we're here in a space that's created for what we're doing. Yeah. You know? It's great. It's, it's great. honestly surreal. And like, you guys like the new logo? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. And I love it. now we also have, you know, our producer, Louis Vigo, in the back. In the building. In the Louis v- 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, as you can see, a lot of different changes. And we're happy to be here. And we're happy to be back with you guys again. So another one, another one. Are you ready to get into that mood board? That mood board. What's on your mood board? What's on your mood board? What's on your mood board? What's on my mood board? What's on my? Okay, like my (laughs) mood board is a little thick today. We gonna go first. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch. (laughs) This bitch wrote a whole discussion post, (laughs) y'all. And I would like to get your answers about my discussion post due by Sunday. I'm excited for the discussion post, though. Don't get me wrong. Okay, well, my mood board is thick, and I think it's because I've been feeling very inspired lately. Funny enough, I realize we don't talk much about, like, our practices. Like, we talk about it, but it's always on the surface. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest series that I've taken a big break on is my vaginal series and my vulva series. Mm -hmm. And I'm tapping back in, y'all. I miss her. We're tapping back in. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest people that, unfortunately, has not been on this earth for a while now, Mm -hmm. that has been inspiring me the most is my girl, Hannah Wilkie. And we have... Miss Hannah. Right here. Yeah, you see how big this book is. <laughs> I actually really want to like peruse through that. No, you should. And so it's a mono- her first monograph written by Nancy Pendleton. And basically I've just been inspired by her just mm-hmm. because of how, mind you, she was making like really, how do I say this? Like work that has to deal with the vagina, but so explicitly in mm-hmm. a way that at the time, mind you, she was making work in the 70s. Yeah. That people were totally like, like just what taboo. Hell? taboo and she was using like materials as latex so what i've been inspired by her is like just jumping out of my comfort zone in terms of materials Mm -hmm. and like how can i depict this body part that is almost like unrecognizable you know and i that's and i'm trying to also i think through hannah wilkie yes utilize my experiences with this body part but also Mm -hmm. like using it as a metaphor for other experiences experience that i may not have went through myself how can i like enter these conversations through this medium you know and i think like hannah wilkie she just done that to like a higher degree mm-hmm. um, that's so confrontational. Yeah. And then the second person that like kind of follows after her is Carolee Schneeman. And she mm. has like, I wish I had like a picture of it. We'll enter it in. She has this performance piece, which is like one of her most famous one. And it's called the interior scroll mm. where she's like almost pulling out like a, it looks like a tampon, but it's a scroll of notes. 
that she's written for herself like talking That's about super like, conceptual super conceptual but mind you she's doing this like in the early 70s so people are like oh my fuck like what's <laughs> going on like, like what is this artists of the art like the height of like psychedelics and mm-hmm. <laughs> cult, festival culture and really like, like we're feminist that, art was yeah, really was coming really, into play yeah, honestly it was definitely creator around that time they were the heavy like hitters a hundred percent yeah so with that work specifically like how she kind of talks about like, this vulvic space mm-hmm. like when have you ever heard a word like that like vulvic space hey, how's your vulvic space doing today how is my vulvic space doing today that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> like, I'm gonna start asking myself that every day. <laughs> I actually love that. Like I love that. Like, hey, you doing good? Works good. How's your vulva space? <laughs> How's the vulva? <laughs> exactly. So those are the two on my mood board because I really want to be tapped into this, this series. But I think mm-hmm. as all artists and creatives, we do have to study those that have created work very similar to us to kind of yeah. see what directions we can go in. Yeah, because so, they really paved the way for like the artists that we want to become you know they mm-hmm. already made that pathway like even exist in this world you know exactly and like even how she refers to vagina as like an architectural referent like i don't even know what that means i'm gonna be honest with you but <laughs> but like just using that terminology with the body and like stepping outside of it as being a sexual organ as you want to say mm-hmm. and just how us with vaginas with volvos like these experiences we have with it but also without it if that makes sense even though it's a part of us like right. there's so many conversations that we can you enter can in that. that don't also have to be super vulnerable but mm-hmm. super conceptual yeah. so that's my move word i love it <laughs> that's my move word. like i learned today <laughs> education <laughs> scholar <laughs> But on my mood board, it's actually an artist called, I don't know if a lot of you know about him, because he's like underground, but not. It's mm-hmm. so weird. I feel like he's in the world of Sminos, but like a little he like higher. It's like weird. But his name is Saba. He's really just a dope ass artist. And I actually became like super obsessed with him during COVID. And mm-hmm. I was just letting my laptop play. And I'm like... You know, Tiny Desk concerts just will come on and his Tiny Desk came on and I was never really that into him. And I remember just like listening and I was like, who is this? Like, who is this man? (laughs) And like just the way he like tells stories through his music and the way he expresses himself. Like I genuinely felt like I I I promise y'all I may have cried. I may have cried after that Tiny Desk. I was like. Cyrus on the way. But (laughs) but I was super inspired because it's like. Look at this, like, black, like, 27-year-old, like, well, he's probably younger than, like, mm. Chicago native just on this platform. And, I mean, honestly, honestly, every time I see, like, black young creatives on t- a platform like Tiny Desk, I'm just always excited because I feel like that's what the platform's for, you mm-hmm. know, to showcase all these, like, talents. So I just became super into him and, like, his music and just, like, his storytelling. And, honestly, when I write music and when I, like, dive into like that world i feel like i always think about him because he just inspires like his pen inspires me you know hell yeah like i genuinely feel what he's saying i feel like i know him i feel like i know exactly what he what happened on prom night like girl <laughs> photosynthesis has me here like, you guys probably song? know that song it's going around on tiktok right now with um gene doe like oh yes i made it alive in this moment of mine. I just, I just love it. We love it. I love it. So he was just like, he's just cool. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, he on my mood board and I love him. And <laughs> and he definitely is just like right there right, right now for me. But like, Tell him. he made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I literally drove four hours by myself. <laughs> 
for his tour. I went to Orlando by myself, lone wolf, um, literally microdosed some shroom chocolate, <laughs> got in line an hour early. Made a TikTok. Like, excited. <laughs> made a TikTok. Excited. <laughs> I'm going viral. Hey, like. Saba. Saba, I'm here. Like. And it's so funny because while we're all sitting there, there was like a few of us who were all like kind of alone, but we hadn't talked yet. So mm -hmm. we were just kind of like peeping the scene. And I was like, hmm. And I'm watching all his like tour, like just like his team, like packing up the tour van. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, why are they still setting up? Like the show starting an hour. Like what's going on? Everybody's energy looks annoyed. Mm -hmm. But mind you, when I was pulling up, like driving past the venue, I see, <laughs> I see somebody getting arrested. But initially, I thought it was Saba because... The way the police were walking with him, it was almost like they were escorting him. And there was a mm. lot of them. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe they're just making sure. Oh, you've sure. seen like, him. You, like, I, you've seen Saba. It wasn't Saba. But oh. I, when I was like driving by, I just saw like Feds. some random black guy. He was tall. He kind of looked like him. But I was driving by and I was kind of like, that was weird. Like, mm -hmm. that's what, what just happened. Like, okay, whatever. And then as we're sitting in line, somebody's like, oh, yeah, we heard the show's canceled because some like... Some one of the artists in the camp got arrested. They got into a fight, and you know Orlando PD dumb petty, like, like they're just dumb petty. So I'm like, what could have possibly like, what could have possibly happened? So at this point, we're all in denial because we're like, who's this guy? Like, yeah, <laughs> nobody's listening. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. I'm checking Saba's Instagram. Like, <laughs> we good, y'all. Tell me it's not true, babe. <laughs> the shrooms are hitting me. And I'm sitting there like, ah, I feel everything. Like, I want to cry. <laughs> and then, like, I literally went to the bar, got a drink. And then I'm like, okay, like, I'm ready. This girl comes around like, y'all, the show's canceled. We're sorry. <laughs> and everybody's like, what the heck? We just drove all the way here. And I, it's like, I know it's not his fault. But I genuinely, I'm genuinely, like, I have not listened to a song <laughs> since <laughs> I'm genuinely triggered. Like, <laughs> I can't. But, but don't forget, we saw him. I still love, but, and... At, we got a we little piece. We, we got, got a little teaser. Piece. We did get a little piece. But he was at Smoking Grooves. We had went to Cali a few weeks ago, which I would love to talk about. But I know. It was just such a great trip. We can talk about it maybe. We'll we'll jump in at tea time. Jump in at time. Stay tuned. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. It was so heartbreaking. But I honestly, since I did see him at the festival, he made like a surprise appearance on Joe K's like selection set. selection set. So it was just like amazing that I did get a little piece, but... I was, like, so sad. And I'm, like, I'm kind of mad at you, but I'm inspired. And I've been mad through you. Like, seeing his, like, which I love Sold that out shows, Sold out, like, posts. I I'm, love like, you that. rubbed it in my face. Especially as an <laughs> independent artist. Love that. But it's, like, knowing that I was on the phone with you and just kind of, knowing like, with you, the experience with yeah. you. I was just, like, dang. Like, dang, like how you going to do me like that? How you going to do it like that? Like, she <laughs> he, drove for <laughs> He was supposed to take me from the ghetto. No, he was supposed to take you out the hood. <laughs> he was supposed like, to take me out the hood. But you know what? And then it's funny, though. It's funny how life works because the way we seen him at Selection was such a surprise. Like, we were in the merch it was line, so freezing our ass off, trying to get a jacket. We, we, weren't, we weren't even in the line yet. We, we were, were getting to the line. We were walking to the line. Like, something just <laughs> guided us to that area. And mind you, like, you know when you're in a concert, the stages are pretty far, mm -hmm. so... You can't really hear all of what's happening on the stage. So it just like the synchronicity was like perfect. And we happened to be passing by the stage. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, make some noise. My man Sabo. He said, I said, who? <laughs> and mind you, I just had the tiny desk on at the Airbnb. Like, oh, my God, I love him. Like, mm -hmm. y'all listen to him. So it's just like, it was crazy. But 
Whatever. I'll see him again. I'm going to catch him in them streets. No. <laughs> hey, Sabo. It was me, Loki, looking at the production industry like, y'all need help? <laughs> y'all need help on tour? Like, y'all niggas hiring. <laughs> y'all niggas hiring? Because, like, give me up out of here. Speaking of y'all hiring. Speaking of. I guess that leads us into our topic for today, you guys. <sighs> I feel like we can all just, like, agree. Uh-huh. That we're all feeling this like job itch, like the capitalistic like box is getting tighter and tighter. Like, and it's just, but it's so crazy though because I also, and I'm, I guess this is coming just from like the recent Libra full moon that mm-hmm. came. Like, I just feel like there's gonna be such a shift in the corporate world that's coming yeah. up because like all of us are feeling that way. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but every single you, like all of our friends that we talked to are like everybody. Like I'm our just... friend quit her job. Like <laughs> we, we have people not even itching, but they're running. They're like, running. They're sprinting. running for the hills. And I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to get like you. you. I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so do you want to start with like your job experience? Like, I mean, I just feel like, like honestly, even just like last night, you guys, I had a dream about, <laughs> It's actually funny because I had a dream that we were at a festival, me, mm-hmm. you, and Sasha, and we we're walking, and there was an artist on, like, it was almost like they were setting up mm-hmm. or, like, leaving vibes. Like, it was nobody there but us. Like, a couple other people. It was weird. And the, it was, like, an artist, a rapper. I cannot, I would not be able to tell you who this man <laughs> is. He wasn't a real rapper. <laughs> but he was a dream in my, in, in my dream, he was a rapper. <laughs> and in the dream, he called me over, and I was like, huh? Who? <laughs> coming i'm coming so i was like what happened and like his manager was like this black woman and she was like oh like we wanted to book you for i couldn't even tell you what they wanted to book me for it mm-hmm. was just like they were like we heard you dj and you're into production like we want to like we want you to come like on the show with us like real like booking me for like dream job like and i was like oh my god like and i remember going back to you guys like you guys like you don't know what just happened like <laughs> I think my life might have changed. I'm about to take us out of hood. But <laughs> like already. That's what we should tell of this. No. Trying to get myself out of the hood. Because get out the hood. No, but I it was just crazy. I understand that. And then to wake up and have to go open at work at a place <laughs> I hate. I was I was in this like psychosis this morning, like driving to work. Like, is this real? Like, was that dream really fake? Like, like I woke up like disappointed. <laughs> Nothing's worse than that. Like a good dream. Like it's always another day. <sighs> I was at work like, damn, like itching to leave. Like it was just crazy. And it's and- so frustrating though, because it almost feels as if like you're in this non-ending cycle. And I realize like a lot of us in our generation just we don't like routine. Yeah. <laughs> we which is like I don't see it as a bad thing because why should life be a routine? You could wake up and get into a car accident the next day. Exactly. You know, and then now you got to just switch everything up. So whole life. I definitely feel that. Yeah. 100% where I'm just like really frustrated mm-hmm. and I want to itch because I, I'm just like, damn, we get so close and we're still not doing exactly what we want to be doing. Like in my experience is speaking with museums, like I'm still blessed to be working in the industry that right. I wanted to like, work great in. great position, but still not like... Still not doing it. Like, I'm feeling yeah. really caged at my job right now, mm-hmm. where it's like, just sit there, do what you gotta do, help us out. But it's not like, hey, Lauren, come meet this person. Hey, like, it's never... It's not that anymore, and I, yeah. it's an itch because I, I, we know we bring to the table. We yeah. know we work It's for, like that feeling of being overqualified mm-hmm. and being in a position and people acting as if you're not overqualified, exactly. you know? Like, or not actually, exemplifying your talents. Yeah, or not even trying to help the <laughs> the qualifications grow. It's At kind all. of like, what am I 
at all. But then it's like, I guess with this topic, we're like both trying to have this conversation of how do we navigate that? And I guess from my experiences, I've been trying to navigate it by finding what can make me feel moisturized again. Yeah. (laughs) So instead of itching, I feel moisturized. And I think what I've been missing a lot from my experiences is I... I've been so caught up in like, yes, I want to get more into museum studies. There's so much knowledge I can learn about when it concerns create curating exhibitions. But yeah. I do miss that space of like during COVID where I got to just be an artist and yeah. I got to really focus and on my art. focus on the capitalistic part exactly. of it all. Exactly. Just making my work, but also understanding what my work means to me and other people. Yeah. Um. So how I've been trying to navigate that is I've been applying to artist residencies mm-hmm. and like well, at least allowing myself that, you know, even if I get rejected or not. That I tried and I really put myself out there. And at least like it's one of those things too, like applying to those things. It's like at least they see your name. Like they never you never know your name like may pop up again and they're like, Hey, that name sounds familiar. Like I was just telling my homegirl how I applied to this art direction, like Mm -hmm. digital course. Cause the director, he's a black guy and he's done a lot of marketing for like a lot of ads, a lot of campaigns, like and what he was teaching, like portfolio wise, I felt like I just really wanted to learn. But then Mm -hmm. once I heard that price I was like, <laughs> for how many virtual classes? I was not expecting that. But that's the thing. That's like, a good point. Like, I was genuinely like, I'm still in the space of like deciding if I want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. And that's the struggle though. Know. And I think that's why a lot of us have this itch and frustration because when we want to shift or pivot, there's like the financial burden of like, okay, now you're leaving a secure job right like a secure financial stability right and then to take that risk that also costs money yeah but now i'm leaving this financial stability to take a risk that's exactly. gonna cost me money so it's like it's, it's that like i'm cycle. dipping into the same money that i'm trying to save and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it never ends like and i don't mind investing and in, you know like myself and my craft but yeah. it's like it reaches that point where it's like <sighs> like, like how much more I can I take? Make sense. Like, and it's funny because I'm sure you can relate to us with our Caribbean grandmas. And our, we're like, even I was having this conversation with my grandma. She was like, you you get bored so easily. You want to leave jobs. Blah, blah. But it's also like, why why would why I would not I be bored? Like, they're what just, is so funnier? What is so funnier? And I think, it, I mean, that also comes from, and this could be an assumption, but I feel like our parents' parents stayed in jobs to support themselves and their family. So it wasn't yeah. really like, I don't care if it's boring or not. It's yeah. supporting me. Whereas if a lot of us, thank you to our lifestyle, our parents, yeah. whatever, we have we have that comfortable room where we can make these like, risky decisions in yeah. a way. Like, I don't have to feel as if, oh, man. Oh, man, I got to <laughs> I gotta do I got it. five babies at home. <laughs> I got to work. Yeah, like, like, my, like, my <laughs> husband's at the war. Like, no, like... This is a new day and age. Like there's there's so many jobs that was not available to them. And I think mm-hmm. that's also what kind of confuses them because that wasn't a reality for them. Like yeah. they didn't have social media to post their art. They didn't have like the, mm-hmm. the tools that we even have now that we're able to like build on and build whole ass careers off of. Yeah. And it's like, I just hate that we're always looked at as like dreamers. I guess like the millennials, mm-hmm. probably more generation very X or Z. Yeah. <laughs> X, Y, Z. ABC, one, two, three. Because, like, I just feel like we just, we, we're dreamers. Like, we what are. else are we supposed to do? Like, we grew up watching people mm-hmm. achieving, like, dreams and from doing what they love. So it's like, why not? Like, and maybe what I love may change. And, and that's okay. We steady, and we were just talking about this outside of here. Like, we steady have to prove to that that to them. Yeah. Where it's like, why do I have to do that? Just yeah. believe in just me. Just believe in me. You know, send me a little thou wow. <laughs> send me a little money to support me. <laughs> Invest in me. Invest in me. 
sense to me. Because honestly, that like the it's the mm. foundation. It is. So, but I definitely I think with the job itch, yeah. what's the scary part about it is that we go through these moments of feeling like this is it, and I think yeah. that's the scariest part about it. Of like, like even literally yesterday, I was at work and I genuinely just wanted to cry at the desk because I was just thinking like, is this really what I'm gonna be doing, doing like, like for the next for the rest of this year? Like, do I want to do this for the rest of the week? <laughs> do I want to finish this shift? <laughs> like watching the clock. watching the clock every shift. I'm tired. <laughs> every hour feels like fifty hundred days. It, no, literally, I, I can't. And it's funny that we're even talking about this because mm. I actually texted an old coworker today, like just thinking about him, and I'm like, how are you? Because the last time we talked, like a few weeks ago, um, he was saying that he he had quit our job and moved to another job. And then he had told us that, oh, he was about to quit and start his own business with his mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, purr, like, quit that job. Like, fuck that. Family business. Yeah. Get, like, make <laughs> build your foundation. Like, generational wealth. wealth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I texted him today, like, just checking up on him. He was like, yeah, I quit. Like, I'm, I'm building my business. And I'm like, I'm so inspired. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, this minute, but, actually. Like, and it's like that thing of doing that and then... Do you ever have, I don't know if I want to call it fear, but then that like minor anxiety of like, oh shit, I already know what my mom about to say. I That's what I told happen. him. I'm like, I don't want to disappoint my mom and I don't want to disappoint myself. But then I feel like I'm disappointing myself being here, scared to disappoint my mom. But then mm-hmm. it's like this weird cycle of like financial security. But then it's also like, is the financial, is it really secure? Yeah. Is it making me happy? Like it's a check, but like, I kind of want to make like 10 times more. Yeah. Like happy. it's it's actually it's cute. Like I want to wake up from I want to wake up to go to work like the sun will come out tomorrow. Literally. Like I want to wake up like that, like to go to work. And I, I think the annoying thing about that is though, like once we have our dream positions, I still feel like, like it's gonna be like another job. No, but that's the thing. It's I think it's a never ending cycle. cycle. And I I feel as the only way I can cure that is just still working on what makes me not feel that, way. that way. Like even last keeping night. hobbies hobbies too. That part. Not every hobby needs to be a monetized. <laughs> I've learned that, you know, like over the I'll quit jobs and be like, I'm gonna do this full what? force. And it's like, bitch, you're broke. Like, go to work. Y'all be <laughs> I feel like there needs to be more small business workshops because the way some of y'all just jumping into these There small are small business workshops, but the girls are charging fifteen hundred. No wash. I'm sorry, that's a random thing, but I just don't get how a hairstyle's not washing my hair. <laughs> Please. Like I was watching a TikTok randomly where the girl was saying, like, I don't know, she's like, I don't go to no hairstylist born after the born after 1989. <laughs> because y'all don't be washing my hair. And I was like, they don't wash hair. <laughs> they not wash your hair. And make sure you call blow dry. <laughs> and it's funny because I used to be that hairstyle. Though, I know, like. that's what I'm But I didn't mind blow drying, but like, don't come with your hair like not too. <laughs> like, it's gonna take us a whole hour just to get into the style. So I be getting them, but like, it'd be too much. I was that client of Caitlyn's brother. <laughs> Where I was coming. Remember when I first locked up and I was coming real? I was like, girl, girl what's going on? <laughs> Scratching them apart. Like, <laughs> like, what is going on? But, but um, back to the topic though. But um, yeah. You know what's crazy, though? Mm -hmm. I have been, speaking of itch, I've been having an itch to go back to school. Yeah. And it's really weird because I was very, mind you, I've only been out of school for almost a year now, which is very crazy. It feels like it was like 
two days ago. I know. I feel like I was just walking Damn. out. Um, but now I guess I've kind of hit this like, I don't know if I want to call it a roadblock, but I guess when it concerns curating and some of these museums that I do want to eventually curate for, even though I love curating, curating independently, mm-hmm. I do have to have my MA. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually I really do want to teach. I really do want to teach college. And I, I know at some point later on in life, yeah. I just want to make my just work wanna... and help lead the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> lead the next Hoarding. Yeah, like I know at museums, at some point I'm gonna wanna wipe my hands. Because yeah. museums are still corporations, they're so political. And I know yeah. at some point I'm just gonna wanna make my work and be done with that. But have you ever like thought about starting your own museum? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. What I'm what I'm doing right now is taking the formula, <laughs> mixing in mine, yeah. and then opening my yeah, space. Opening because space. for example, with this job now that I have, I'm grateful because when it came to museum operations, there's a lot I didn't know about. And just how the museum operates on a day-to-day basis outside of curating, outside of meeting with artists, outside of mm-hmm. studio visits, all that stuff. There's a whole business that's into museums that yeah. I was very uninformed about. Yeah. So that's why I think I do still have this drive where I do want to work for museums that I love just to get the knowledge. But yes, the Lauren Lawrence Gallery is the like, goal. I feel like I need Nothing a Lauren Lawrence Gallery. I want like... it so bad. I could almost taste it. I need one. I could almost taste And I don't want it to just be here. I want it to be in like every place that has inspired me artistically. Mm-hmm. I want one in Jamaica. Jamaica. I want one in DR. I, was just say, I want one in New York. Can you imagine Jamaica Gallery? Jamaica Gallery. <laughs> Lauren Lawrence. Yeah. Fish fry in the back. <laughs> fish fry Friday. Don't eat that fish fry in the gallery. Come with y'all art and y'all babies will do finger painting. <laughs> In the back room, I, and that's the thing. I love that, but there's so much knowledge that, go, that like, goes. I don't want to start a business yeah. just for it to collapse. But yeah, which is part of the learning curve, of course. But I want to actually, and that's why that's a big reason why I want to go to grad school is yeah. because I want to like get more of that accelerated knowledge. Yeah. So that way, I know when I open my gallery, I've given myself time to learn. Yeah, and you can do it with more confidence. Period. Exactly. Because even our other friend has been talking about going back to school, and I'm like, it's crazy because we're all we all been applying to these things and it's yeah. like even me like thinking about going back to school and it's just like just wanting to make the right next steps and yeah. i think that's been like the biggest things like yeah like the job itch is there but also like wanting to make sure like whatever these next steps are are going to genuinely build that foundation for the future i really want and exactly. not just doing things to do them to to, to seem productive because at yeah. the end of the day it's like you don't want to just go back to school and be like just there because you feel like that's what you're that's supposed what you to be missed. doing exactly yeah. and that's and that's what i had to tell myself was I didn't want to go back to school just because I missed it. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to get to this itch. We're going to put some lotion on. We're going to put we, some lotion on. Some shea butter. Some shea butter. Shea butter, baby. And hey. it's going to get through. Yeah. And this is to everyone having a job itch. You're yeah. going to get moisturized real soon. Keep making those steps. And just be disciplined with your own shit. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's annoying. It really is. And we but. talk about this all day, every day. All day, every day. Ooh, it's about that time. It's about that time for what? Tea time. It's about to be wine time, actually. <laughs> it's we drinking on that wine because the job itch has led us to this point. Don't mind that it's already open. We started a little early. <laughs> it's funny because you guys actually didn't see our last episode because my hard drive crashed. <laughs> Very, our hard drives crashed on the same week. It's actually kind of insane. Like we both kind of like went through traumatic experiences, so you guys didn't even see the last episode, but we were low key drunk. Like it was actually really funny, <laughs> low key or, or for real. For like real. it was a different vibe. No, like, it was we may a have different to bring vibe. that back. Like no, we really might. We may have to bring back the drunk conversations, and then we'll probably do that with like, with like a guest and just get them dumb drunk and like <laughs> you know, they talk force them to talk about drama. shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're like. <laughs> you don't mind our cups, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that ain't no problem. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing with a change. Nothing. Like, there you go. We're Today we're sipping you, on Rare Earth. You can get this at your local Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's a cow. Trader Joe's needs to sponsor this podcast because we love their snacks. Their drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a, pr- a prior employee If a long you go time look ago. back on our Instagram page, we have a full charcuterie board um, photo shoot and it's all Trader Joe's. It really is. <laughs> that photo shoot was hilarious. <laughs> all righty. Mm. Mm, you like it? Cheers. I'm not much of a cab girl, but I'm I'm move um Cabernet always reminds me of chocolate. Mm. It always has this dark chocolate under t- undertone to me. It does because it's so strong. Like that's why I'll be liking so chocolate. Like, is it dry or is it it's dry? This is dry to me. This is very dry, like, actually. <clears throat> but it's good. Mm. Yum. So what's like what's tea, girl? So so today, my tea time isn't much about me but we're interject with some experiences so i'll be honest guys today before i got here i was at work and i came across that interview with gail king and megan the stallion okay and some of you guys may or may not have seen this interview but in this interview megan first like originally starts talking about how she came into her rap career like how she blew up from that soundcloud song a lot of you remember right um and then to the Incident that had happened with her in Tory Lanez. The incident that happened with her in Tory Lanez, and as most of you may or may not know, it was an incident where they were leaving uh, Kylie Jenner's house from a, par- a pool mm-hmm. party, and shots have went off in the car they were in. Megan had got shot in her foot, and it's yeah. been this whole ordeal of people thinking, "Is Megan it is, real? Is, is it, it real? Is she is lying? Da, da, da. Is it? Yeah, it's this crazy thing." It is. I just, I feel like even when I try to imagine what happened that night, I can't even put my finger, like, when did the gun come out and when did it go off? Like, mm. the whole situation is just so like she weird. She goes in on, like, she definitely expands upon the, the experience, yeah. but obviously to a point where it's very minimal because the trial is still going on. Yeah. So what she had said, which is like, to me, it's such a scary experience because I'll be honest, one of my biggest fears is getting shot. Like, it's not even just dying, it's just... Be a bullet being interjected in my body, like that is one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. Um, especially by a friend, you know what I'm saying? Someone you trust, like yeah. that is so terrifying. And supposedly, the tea was that the homegirl liked Tori. I heard they was fucking, and she was like trying to like cut cut in on like mm. like you know when your homegirl likes a nigga and like all of a sudden your homegirl likes him. Yeah, it's like bitch, like and supposedly that's something like Meg did in the past, and it's like of course we would never know. That's like homegirl shit exactly but supposedly it was like this whole relationship thing and i'm like whoa like. but it's but actually so getting to that in the interview well first she says how the argument started was that she wanted to leave the party which uh-huh. is something that relatable right like i'm ready to go i'm ready to go drunk, nobody I'm else wanted to house. go <laughs> and she even said she was at the house all day like she was ready to go everybody was drunk yeah they left and in the car is when everybody started arguing she notes that like she wasn't even really much in the argument it was more like her friends in the back she's not even specific about who's arguing yet yeah and then she notes that at some point tori lanes gets out the window and starts like letting off shots and then there's <laughs> there's like a, an adrenaline and she looks down and she got like she looks down and she sees that she got shot, she shot yeah. and then she leaves the car my she's like even in that video which is so scary you see she's only just in a bathing suit yeah but the neighbors had like, called the totally police vulnerable and she had lied to the police and said, I stepped on glass. Yeah, because she didn't want the police to come and make it this big thing. But what was sad is that she mainly did that because of money. That was trying fresh Trying to protect from, him, you know? Well, not trying to protect him, but trying to protect all of them. Because yeah. this was also fresh after the George Floyd incident. Yeah, so she it was even, fresh from, like, the whole... It was. Mm-hmm. I remember that time because it was so, like, heated and yeah. so spicy. 
And it was like, so, and then, but you see how emotional and how traumatized she is from the situation. And I think that's what, to me, it just hit me so hard because I'm like, yo, once again, no one is listening to a black woman. No one believes the black woman. Like, she's she's making things up. And yes, it is unfortunate that her line to the police is adding, like, a negative impact on her case. But it's like, think about it. You're coming home from a drunk pool party, like, there's a hot gun in the car. Like what? Like what y'all other are ethnicity? All famous, bad. And TMZ. I think, and the way that look, and mind you, I have a hate love relationship with Twitter, but the way Twitter has like been scrutinizing this woman about this experience, and none of y'all were even there, right? Which is like with every celebrity. It's experience. just and it's like scary every time it happens. I'm like, but do you guys y'all know, know them? them? Y'all like, pay their bills? You know Ari? <laughs> <laughs> you know little baby? No. You know Jada Waiter? <laughs> because like come on now come on maybe know they whole whole, whole everything and it's just it's just crazy and then what but, made it even so i want to know how you feel about this too because yeah. then i had happened to see like this follow-up discussion about it um i don't know if it's a podcast or not they're called cocktail with queens and hmm. it's like lisa ray vivica fox hmm. and hmm. Podcast. yeah <laughs> Who else is it? Oh, Selena Johnson and Claudia Jordan. So it's a real okay. the auntie podcast. Yeah. And Vivica kept saying that she didn't understand why Megan did the interview. She shouldn't have done it. Yeah. The case is still going on. You're like impacting the case. And to me, that triggered me because I feel like that's going back to like a lot of in a lot of nuclear back families, them being like, oh, don't say what happened to you. Don't say what happened to you from the uncle because then you, you're going to like, cause something. Like, like bro, you don't think her lawyers told her she could do this interview? Is it really your business, though? Like, for real, Vivica? <laughs> like, for real. Like, come on now. Because you know what it is? She's probably been silent about a lot of her traumas in the industry as a black woman. Mm. So it's kind of like she probably was looking at Meg like, you shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, you know that energy of like, yeah. she probably shouldn't have done that, you know? Exactly. And, cause and even it's like, Claudia, no, let her speak. Like, this is, it's been like a year now. Almost two, Kaylin. That was in 2020. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Like, she, the girl can speak on her, her experience. And like, the way they be being, like, I feel like it was only, look, okay, I get it because it's Gail King. Yeah. <laughs> and the last controversy is real, King like Gail King. Just R. Kelly. I'm tired of this shit. And something about that is reminding me of when, after the whole Rihanna and Chris Brown incident happened, how she had that big Oprah interview. Oh, that was with Oprah. Yeah. Why do I keep forgetting that was, I, for some reason, I thought that was good. Gail King, too. It was with Oprah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oprah, I feel like, has like a. I feel like we touching on everybody right now. Yeah. Oprah, Vivica, Kayla, <laughs> baby, Ari. But <laughs> it was. it's just interesting how, like, mm. artists, uh, like, they're always. They're not allowed to speak on things because it always gets missed. Like, they, she can say exactly what happened and people are still going to pick apart, you know? Still, I'm looking at the comments. She lying. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? we're still not believing. Just because they listen to Tory Lanez. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're looking at Tory Lanez, I, I believe her. Just I believe by, her. Just by how he looked. And I believe her because that's her experience. Why yeah. should What gives me the right to not believe her? And, like, look, I think from Vivica's standpoint, she was saying it more in a sense of, like, oh, her case is still going. So she was yeah. more thinking of, like, is this implicating her case? But it's, like, she didn't even go fully into detail into like detail. that. She's she's probably telling the, whole, the same story she's been, been telling us, you know? Exactly. So that oh was God. my tea time because it really just had me thinking, like, damn, it's, it's unfortunate as a black woman we're still, like, not being heard and, like, yeah. still being silent, silent even by other... In our, in our community. Like, what? That <laughs> makes sense. So I'm sitting making the stallion my love, and I hope you get through this. We this love is you, Meg. very traumatizing. And just even, like... Can't wait to have you on the show, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to talk about what that lot means Lisa, to you. Because that law <laughs> is... It better not correct this. For real. But oh. my tea time, I really just wanted to talk about... 
Mercury retrograde. Y'all, Mercury Mercury is retrograding. We're actually in the shadow period. Honestly. Like right now? It may have started like today, tomorrow. I don't know. I probably should have Googled that. But we're watch out. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> Make sure y'all good. Make sure you triple check, you know, like before you leave, like I have friends going out of town. I'm like, make sure you triple check your bags. Make sure your ID is in your wallet. Make sure you got your wallet, like <laughs> and your card. And just, <laughs> you know, um, what is your Mercury in though? Like, what sign is in your Mercury? I think my Mercury is in Cancer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not in Cancer, it's in Leo. But it's one of those. Mm. That's interesting. I think it's in Leo, honestly. That's funny because that's your Sun sign, right? Yeah. That's the same thing here. Like, my son is in Pisces and my Mercury is in Pisces. Pisces. Is it Mercury? It's communication. Yeah. You communicate yourself and express yourself. Very hectic over here. Very much annoying. Crying. <laughs> dark humor. <laughs> <laughs> my love language is dark humor and laughter and awkward situations. <laughs> uh, you know what's crazy? Because I've, and it's funny that you say it's Mercury is coming up because I've been really overthinking my communication lately mm-hmm. and just how I've realized because of the job itch, going back to that, I've low key been a little irritable. Yeah. But y'all know. <laughs> and but that's a thing though like <laughs> and but that's the thing when you're irritable naturally it flows into your conversation without you thinking oh, about yeah. and, and now you're coming up abrasive and it's like sorry exactly and like the biggest thing to me is like tone mm-hmm. like how you say things can really change what you're saying and even like yeah. with text like things get like misconstrued, misconstrued and all that, the time and it frustrates me because I'm like oh shit like I know how I was coming out with that mm-hmm. but they're gonna take it as like dang like I woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning. Like, and that I've been just overthinking my communication at work with my friends, with my family. Yeah. All day, every day. Same. And like disassociating as the Pisces that I am. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you know what? Let me just pretend I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> just go into my dream. I world. go through this like thing of where I feel like I'm just like a horrible person and like everyone hates communicating with me. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're such a bitch. <laughs> and then I'm like, actually, you're the sweetest person I've ever known. <laughs> and I'm just like tipsy turving mm-hmm. on that like thing of feeling like Oh, I gotta be a better person, but it's like, bitch, you're not gonna commu- you're not gonna communicate in every scenario as like a perfect, yeah. ideal, empathetic human. You know, like you're gonna have your moments where you're just like a human, huh? <laughs> like literally, a little sarcastic. Human. Like it's okay to be, mm-hmm. it's okay to be like that, honestly. But it's like just knowing how to like check yourself yeah. when it's necessary. And that's it, though. It's the yeah. checking yourself. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, a lot of people do not do that. And I and it's funny when I say irritable because I've been finding myself and I feel like this is random too where like when I you know when you go places and an incident happens and it's so rude that you find yourself like you know like to that where it's like dragger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dragger. <laughs> I've been that person. Been that person like you love the chaos. I love well not even love the chaos but it's also like uh uh-uh. like, like where <laughs> I was at CVS the other day and mm-hmm. not the CVS. <laughs> CVS be so drama. The drama. And this woman was upset that she, like, the woman had told her, oh, we don't, like, we have the gel Advil, and they uh-huh. didn't. And she was so mad. She was like, you're evil. Wow. You evil. And then she turned around and said, that's why your Afro fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, that's why your Afro fucked up. And I just immediately, like, without even, <laughs> that was the immediate cackle. <laughs> and my, her Afro was very moisturizing. Yeah, very like, bitch, cute. fuck you, actually. Fuck you, actually. It's a fresh wash and go. Fresh, and then... <laughs> Yeah, if you watch like The Office in Abbott Elementary, I've, ever since I've been watching Abbott Elementary, I feel like my life has those extreme zoom-ins where yeah, it's like, where you're ah. like <laughs> no, I'm always like looking to the camera, like, pan to camera. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I just found myself like, it's never that serious yeah. without even thinking about it. Yeah. And she turned around like, it's never that serious. 
Like, Ain't none of your business. You. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you jumped in. Now it's like your problem. Like, <laughs> listen, lady, drag her. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it again. I was like, once again, it's and I'm as I'm looking at her having a moment. I'm like, it's never that serious though. Like. You're right. It's not my business, but you're also yelling over aisles while I'm trying to get my right. prescription. It's like, actually my business now. It's actually in my. You're in my bed now because I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> and, but that goes to communication because at the same yeah. point, you're right. I didn't have to say shit. Yeah. But it was that whole thing of like, I can't sit here and watch somebody else be disrespected because of yeah. me. So watch your communication, y'all. Don't get into trouble. And another <laughs> thing I did want to touch on for my tea time is I have been really trying to get in touch with my femininity. Mm. Like, I don't even know if I want us to do a whole episode on that. Now oh, that we I think should. about that. We should, but we should give them a teaser right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know, like, my nails are pink. So <laughs> I, like, cute. intentionally got pink because I felt like I was communicating and operating from a masculine space. And it's, like, from survival, you know, like, from childhood of just, like, the way I, like, even just look at myself sometimes, like, not to sound super, like, non-binary. <laughs> But sometimes I, like, forget I'm a girl. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not even that I feel like I'm a man. It's just I feel so in my masculine that mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, like, girl, soft life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into that soft life right now because you're just exerting way too much. Mm -hmm. So I do want to just say, like, I just want <laughs> us to just be conscious of yeah. the way we come off and also just, like, relaying it back to just trauma and, like, how mm -hmm. we've grown up. And it's just, like, crazy because I really was, like, piecing back together, like, puzzles of, like, communicate this way because i that. operate in this space like mm -hmm. that actually is crazy but we're actually going to get into that in another episode that's we actually are. a really good topic and just to end that off remember your masculinity and your feminine they're literally social contracts yeah. it's how you construct them construct to be them for around. you right because what's even being a girl how is that to you like who? right what, what is, is being and that's always been my question growing up though what is being a girl like it's not just <laughs> being pink it's there's so much to it that mm -hmm. defines for you though yeah and we're gonna get into that I need that soft life. We need that butt. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of That, that Law Motherfucking Podcast. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you felt that? I felt that. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We're in this new space. We're excited. excited. More to come. Get used to it. More guests. We have chairs. <laughs> <laughs> With our imaginary guests coming soon. Soon come. But on that note, That, that Law, law we out.